Welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. Rufus Matthew has clearly won the hearts of students, faculty, and staff during his four years at Cedarville University. With just two weeks before graduation, Rufus reflects on his time at Cedarville with Mark Weinstein. Thank you, sir, and hello, everyone. I'm Mark Weinstein, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. It's graduation weekend at Cedarville University, and we have much to be thankful for. It's also a bittersweet moment as we watch young men and women who we have known for five, six, maybe even seven years walk across the stage in the Doden Fieldhouse to pick up their diploma. And many of these students we may never see again. I hope that's not the case with my guest today on the podcast as I have really grown to appreciate the life of Rufus Matthew. Rufus has been an incredible impact in the culture at Cedarville. And from my observation, he's developed relationships with faculty, staff, and his fellow students that will last for a lifetime. Rufus came to Cedarville four years ago from Bahrain, an island country in Western Asia situated on the Persian Gulf. What's remarkable to me is he came to campus without ever stepping on campus prior to the day he moved into his residence hall as a freshman. That's a bold action, and it communicates his vision and trust in Jesus. We will talk a lot about this later on the podcast, but for now, let me welcome Rufus Matthew to our graduation weekend version of the Cedarville Stories podcast. Welcome, Rufus. Mr. Weinstein, thank you so much for having me. Well, Rufus, it's just a matter of days when you can switch that tassel on your graduation cap from one side to the other uh, to reflect that you're a graduate of Cedarville University. How does that sound? Exciting and unbelievable. Unbelievable to graduate from a prestigious university that I'm proud of yeah. and to know that I'm an alumni now here soon. Yeah. It's it's wild. And the journey the Lord has given me is uh, pretty incredible. So very yeah. grateful. Yeah. And, and we're proud of you too. We've, I've personally have come to really appreciate you over the few years that I've, I've gotten to know you. And so uh, like myself, older adults often say time flies mm. because it seems like things are here and gone so quickly. Can you relate to that phrase in terms of your time at Cedarville? 100%. It seems like yesterday I walked onto campus for the first time. Yeah. Did not know anybody. Uh, met some people online, and I put some faces in, uh, to them when I got here. But 100%, time definitely flies. And throughout the whole journey, I made some good relationships, some good people. Right. Had a lot of laughter, uh, some sad moments, yeah. but a lot of moments in which... I can look back and truly see why the Lord brought me to Cedarville. But I'm interested at, at this point in the, in the podcast, how did you find Cedarville from Bahrain? And why did you believe Cedarville was the right place for you? It was a God-given gift to me. So when I was applying to schools, I applied to about, well, I was looking at about 152 schools in nine different countries. How many? 152. 152. 152. My goodness. Um, I, yeah. So I, I took a gap year, which we can talk about. It I would mean, take a gap year to look at all those schools. Right. I had to. I had to. Um, and I chose Cedarville. Um, I think logically, there were three big reasons why I chose Cedarville. I think number one, Cedarville was a Christ-centered university. Yeah. And when they said that, they truly meant it. And you could see that in their communication, what they were proclaiming they were, which I really respected mm -hmm. and I admired, and I know that I knew that was unique. Second, their engineering school was ranked in the top fifty 
in the country for undergraduate engineering. And that is incredible to have such a high-ranked institution where you can learn and grow and fail um, sure. was incredible. And finally, Seedable offers some killer good scholarships. So <laughs> I said, that's the place. Well, I'm glad uh, you said that is the place because it's been a great journey and ride with you. Um, as I think about your family and your, your upbringing, I know your family um, has history back in India. Yes. Uh, obviously, they live in Bahrain now. But um, India is a, a Hindu uh, country. Uh, Bahrain is a Muslim country. So how did you come to faith in Jesus in that environment? So my family hails from a small state called Kerala in South India. Um, there, is a, there is a good amount of Christian population in India. So, my, so I was born and raised a Christian in uh, Bahrain. Uh, my, fam- my family, even though they are in a majority Muslim country, they have the opportunity to witness to people there. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why uh, they decided to stay around in Bahrain for about more than 20 years now. So that's, that's my story. Being born and raised in a Christian home was yeah. difficult. But again, I feel like there's, there's a lot of details there I can give you. But Did it, did it uh, make your faith more vibrant because you were in a uh, non-Christian country? Yeah, I, I, would, I would think so. So I had friends who were Hindus, who were Muslims, who were Christians, who were Catholics, who were Jews, and some friends who were atheists uh, in, my, in my school. And it was interesting to just know firsthand their experience from their theological perspective um, and like how I can truly witness to them, uh, to a diverse community that, that is not Christian. Yeah. And when I came to Cedarville, it was uh, a, an entirely refreshing perspective, um, which was unique. But I feel the Lord helped me the past 18 years living in different cultures and different countries to understand how I can witness for the Lord to different people in different styles and different manners yeah. because they all have their own different ways of they do. Um, interacting with people. So as I remember your story from the podcast we did two years ago, it was December 23rd, 2020, when you were on the podcast last, uh, you came to campus by yourself. Your family didn't come with you. They've never been on our campus. Um, what that says to me is that you were either very confident or scared <laughs> to death. Do you remember how you were feeling when you moved into your residence hall that freshman year? Yeah, I was very confident out of ignorance. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot of things that I thought I knew that I did not know, okay. and there was a lot more to learn. What did you, what? Like what? Oh, just how much college pushes you academically. I think just yeah. the first thing comes to my mind. Second, um, how much responsibility you take on by being a college student. There's nobody watching over you telling you, hey, you need to wake up at this point. You need to take a shower, do your laundry, yeah. make your bed, exercise, eat well. I think just being a human being, um, I came to college and I realized soon that I needed to take ownership of my life. Okay. Otherwise, um, it wouldn't go well. Did anyone help you with that? Or how, oh, how did you learn that? That's a good question. And I think that's the best part about Cedarville is the professors and the faculty, staff, they all challenge you academically, spiritually, emotionally, professionally, but they will like hold your hand and walk you through it. Mm-hmm. And that I think is the... I'm sure you'll ask this, but the best thing about Cedarville and the most I'll miss about Cedarville is knowing that on this campus, people want everybody to succeed. They want me to succeed. They want my friends to succeed. And that inherent belief that they're looking out for each other and being their brothers and sisters keeper, I'll miss. 
Yeah, that's an interesting point because just today um, in our office in in public relations, uh, we had a conversation um, that we would rather see students fail with us on campus Mm -hmm. now so that when they graduate, they'll be successful. Yep. 100% 100% agree. I always say C-Double is the best place to fail. And yes, I have failed a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. So while we're reminiscing, Rufus, um, this past year you were the student body president. Did you ever think that was even possible when you first came in as a freshman? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, again, different language, different culture, didn't know many people. So no, I, I don't think that's something I thought was attainable when I was a freshman. Yeah, well, you said different different aspects, so it made me think, how many languages can you speak? Um, I can speak and understand at least three languages, and I've learned one more. Um, acad- I learned French academically, uh, so I can read it and understand, but I don't think I have the French accent. But what are the languages you can speak? Malayalam, Hindi, and then English. Okay. Yeah. So going back to um, you know, your time as student body president and... Obviously, that gives you great opportunities to impact the students, but it also should give you an opportunity to self-reflect and on your leadership style. What what did being student body president, how did that help you with your leadership style? I think um, being in this role, I learned, number one, people want to serve with leaders who are honest mm-hmm. more than them being right all the time. And that's, that was a hard lesson for me to learn and to truly understand that I just need to be vulnerable with my team and tell them what I'm thinking, what I failed in, and create that honesty within the group where they can be um, vulnerable with each, with each other. Yeah. I think the second thing is for me to lead well, I need to follow Christ first. Yeah. And that's something I think is very humbling and something I have to learn the hard way. So, How, how, did, it, how did you have to learn it the hard way? What... What happened? Yeah, um, there were just instances where I started doing my work more importantly, more prioritizing it more than I was spending my quiet time reading the word, um, praying about things that I'm doing, and like understanding what I why I was doing it. And I think it switched my focus to um, a more worldly perspective. And so I think, and that 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 uh, led ultimately to some wrong decisions okay uh, and my managers were kind enough and they again a learning opportunity there it's good to know so you're you're a better leader today because of all that getting better yeah learning learning we're always learning rufus and i know rufus that your parents as i said earlier have never visited cedarville university but this is expected to change this week as they are planning to come for your graduation which is great so in addition to them seeing you graduate, how do you hope to make their trip special? Are there places you want to show them? Are there classmates and professors you want to introduce them to? How are you going to make this trip even more meaningful for them? Yeah, of course. I think uh, the biggest thing I want to do for them is introduce them to people that have tran- that have contributed to me having a transforming experience at Cedarville, yeah. which includes you, Mr. Weinstein, and uh, faculty members, staff members, my friends. So... A big thing that helped my parents get here is I had some friends and uh, some staff members from Advancement and the Cove help fundraise um, for their tickets because those can be very expensive. And I 
want to throw them a party with wow. all of them gathered together with my friends and professors, like a surprise party. Yeah. And let my professors meet my parents for the first time and oh, hopefully neat. say good things, but I don't know. Oh, you know they will. <laughs> so um, what's it cost for a t typically a ticket from Bahrain to Dayton or Columbus or wherever? Yeah, I. it depends again on the season and it how, um, uh, like how, um, what the situation is. I would say something about $1,700 um, for a two-way ticket. Okay. So is this your mom and dad coming? Yes. Okay. And so um, our audience should know that the, the the people who helped do this grassroots fundraising was, first of all, your, your girlfriend, Sarah. Yes. And then your friends in Advancement and The Cove, right? Yes. Yeah. And also um, Mrs. Reed from International Student Services. Yeah, that's right. So what does something like that say to you about the Cedarville culture and the Cedarville community? They are intentional about reaching out and serving those in need. Um, again, I wasn't aware of this uh, grassroots fundraising. Yeah. It was a surprise for me. And I was just so shocked and overwhelmed by the response by people who they, they didn't have to help me out. Um, but what were, like even students, you know, being in college, I know myself, uh, you don't have a lot of money spare. No. And I think it just, go. it went to show me how Cedarville students sacrificially give um, to help each other out. And that was one of my most beautiful memories at Cedarville. Okay, so let's take this one step further. So you are the benefactor of that kindness. How does this act of kindness impact you and how can you share that going forward? How can you use that in your life? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson I learned is you don't necessarily achieve a, um, a state and then start giving. It could be financially, it could be your time, your resources, but I think the I think God has called us to give sacrificially, and He's called us to give in faith and not necessarily when we have everything we need. I want to take a break from my conversation on the podcast so I can tell you about Cedarville University's Transform Tour that is coming to a city near you. The Transform Tour would travel ten thousand miles over 26 days to achieve one goal, that being to proclaim the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're scheduled to be in 13 cities, including Grand Rapids, Michigan, Chicago, Denver, Houston, Tampa, and Washington, D.C., to name a few. To learn more about the Transform Tour, visit cedarville.edu slash transformtour. The event is free, but registration is required, so reserve your place today by visiting cedarville.edu slash transform tour. We are looking forward to seeing you during the transform tour. Now here's the rest of today's Cedarville Stories podcast. You mentioned earlier uh, today that you were somewhat confident, maybe inappropriately confident, yep. when you came to campus as a freshman. How have you seen the Lord transform you during your 1,000 days as a student? I think the biggest thing Cedarville taught me was to be vulnerable when I fail and to reach out in the community when I need to. Second thing, the biggest gift Cedarville gave me was, how can I be a Christian? Not just in the church, not just in, the, in a Christian community, but in my, in my workplace, in my neighborhood, while I'm shopping, while I'm on a flight, while I'm in the airport. Yeah. You, you get the point. I think Cedarville does a great job in training you to be, to know more about God, but also to know God personally. And how do you apply that to your major? 
to yeah. your field and yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. And that's what excites me and I'm so grateful for is that combination, that intertwine of those two fields is so unique. Yeah. So being a Christian is a 24-7 proposition. Right. We're, it, we're always on or we need to be. Right. Um, but how have you seen your life change? I'll use the word transform because we use that phrase here a lot. Right. <laughs> how have you seen in your life from freshman year to graduation day, your life changing for the for the gospel's sake? Yeah, I, I think the four core seedable values, I think, speak into how I've changed. I think number one, like my faith is my own. Mm-hmm. And I've realized as as the um, as the Lord promises us, if you if you pursue him first, all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. And some things he will not add to you because it's not good for you. Correct. That I've learned. Second, I think to how to genuinely love others and sacrificially love others. I think to me, love was an abstract con- um, concept where everything came together perfectly. And yeah. I've realized that's not true. It gets messy. And it's okay. We live in a fallen world with human beings. And I think as an engineer, I would much rather prefer to work with ones and zeros and computers because it's easier. Sure. And that's something I, I was lying to myself. And I realized loving others is messy and that's okay. Um, I think third um, and fourth Asidable promises, I think excellence in everything you do, like dreaming big, dreaming hard, um, remembering that work is God's, like it's something God commanded us to do. He created this world and he wanted us to contribute and um, make things in this world and just understanding from a gospel perspective what work means and how we can be excellent in that. And I think just remembering to never cut corners. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. And you talked about um, showing love to others. I remember the time when you showed love to me when I was <laughs> I was pr- probably going to be late for a meeting across campus. Actually, it was going to be in the uh, Dixon Ministry Center. And I was over by the library, and I saw you. You are going coming into the library, but you were just getting off of a bike. And I said, Rufus, can I borrow your bike? Uh, I'll be back in an hour or so. And you let me have your bike, and I took off wearing my my suit and tie, and rode the bike as fast as I could to the to my meeting, and I did deliver it back to you. And yes, and I will not forget. I well, you texted me, yeah, and you said, "Hey, where are you?" And I said, "I'm in the library." Yeah, and I was sitting in the most obscure part of the library, <laughs> somewhere down in the dungeons, just yep. biocubicle. And somehow you found me, and I will never forget that. And you handed me a cookie from that meeting. I did that, Mrs. White made. And I was shocked. Again, one of, one of those moments where you didn't have to do that, but he did. Well, and you didn't have to let me have your bike. And you did. <laughs> so we worked together there. Yeah. So Rufus, uh, I know from your background that you studied uh, computer science with an interest in cybersecurity. And I know you are a person who prepares well for the future and opportunity. So knowing that, I'm interested in hearing what's next for you. I mean, you graduate uh, on this this coming Saturday, have you secured a position or are you looking to go to grad school? So I took a job a couple of days ago. I went through a lot of different interviews, got some offers, and after much prayer and wise counsel, I was able to make a final decision. So I'm going to be a cloud engineer for Paychex. Mm-hmm. Um, they are uh, the second largest enterprise payroll processor, and I'm going to be helping them manage their cloud systems and I'm so excited. They were very gracious, very understanding. And I told them, hey, like, would I be able to work remotely? And they said, yeah. So I'll be able to go home, see my family, 
lived with my grandparents for a little bit. Um, so super excited, very grateful. So where is Paychex located? Their main headquarters is in Rochester, New York, but they okay. have offices in uh, Asia and in Europe. So your immediate plan after graduation is to go back home with your parents and live there for a while? Yes. But it's not, it's not a long-term thing in your mind. Right. And I think that I think that speaks into the mission I feel like the Lord has called me to do. So I was, again, blessed with the opportunity to travel and to learn a lot about different cultures and different right. backgrounds. And I feel the Lord is calling me to be able to interact with people from different backgrounds and different cultures. So I see myself moving around. Okay. Um, in whatever capacity he's called me to. Maybe for this season, it's with paychecks. I do not know for the next. Right. But either way, I know he's um, called me to move around and be in places that are not most comfortable, might not be the most um, uh, luxurious, might not make the most sense, but I think it's the right thing to do. I think you'll, you'll do well, and uh, I, I look forward to following your career wherever that leads. Um, but I also know that at least when you came as a freshman or your early years here, uh, there were thoughts of the United Nations being part of your your life, your history, your future. What's your thoughts regarding the UN? Yeah, so so we spoke after the summer after my internship with them in New York City at their headquarters. Okay, and then the the summer after that, I was actually able to connect with them. And I, I came back and mentored some students who were then right. interns. Right. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to be there in person because I had work and also it was COVID. So everything was shut down. Um, so I was able to talk to some students from different countries and about my experience and help them with their research, research projects and things like that. So again, it was an incredible opportunity to meet and learn more about an international organization. And I, I have some doors that have been opened up. And if that's what the Lord is calling me to after paychecks, I think that's something that um, I would love to do. So how does that work? Would you be like a delegate to a country or how would that, how does that work? So uh, the, the UN has a lot of different offices and a lot of different employees that okay. work at the UN from different countries. Okay. Uh, they, there are about 193 countries that are represented at the UN and two non-recognized countries that, um, are still present there. And there are also employees that UN hires. I think I would work um, as an employee that the UN hires okay. more than as a specific country. Okay. I feel like that that um, I would enjoy better. Okay. So I should have asked you before I, I went down that uh, rabbit trail is um, being a computer science major with an interest in cybersecurity how important was it for you or valuable for you to know that Cedarville Cybersecurity Program is one of the few national centers of academic excellence, according to the NSA? I think very important. I think there's only 20 schools recognized by the NSA, and we are one of them and the only Christian school. Correct. Which, again, goes to show how academically rigorous our programs are. Yeah. And for us to train that way and to use it for a meaningful purpose— I think that's beautiful and very unique. Very hard, right. but very meaningful. Do you think that that designation played a role in you getting the job with Paychex? 
Oh, I would definitely imagine so. I put it everywhere on my resume, on my LinkedIn. Right. You market yourself well. Well, Seedable does a great job in helping us do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the team in career services is special. And yeah. They, they do do a nice job. So Rufus, when you think back to all of your experience, and you've alluded to this throughout the program today, what stands out the most to you of your four years at Cedarville? I think the emphasis on dependence on God. I've had I've had the ability and the opportunity to be taught by professors who have terminal degrees, PhDs in computer science, uh, faculty members who have PhDs, people who have done incredible things, and they all come back. And the major advice they give they give they have given me is pray to God, like seek Him, depend on Him. And the fact that these faculty members start their classes with prayer and these staff members are praying, I think that's wild. These, this world is filled um, with people with ambition and a lot of people who can be self-dependent. And I, I think I definitely thought that was the only way to do it. But Cedarville has taught me, you can be really good at what you do and give that glory to God constantly and constantly depend on him. Even if you think you have the answer, even if you think you can do it, mm-hmm. still ask, ask the Lord in prayer. I think that's the biggest thing that stands out at Cedarville. Why is that important? Because that's what we are called to do as right. God's creation is to do work, do well. Humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. Glorify God in your actions, in yeah. your life, in your words, and no matter what we do, I think we are his ambassadors. You and or not, I think um, whether an amb- you are, we are all ambassadors for That's Christ right. in our field. That's right. I only had time for a couple more questions um, at the most. And so you, you did say this earlier, but I'm, I want to go back to it. So of all that you experienced at Cedarville, what are you going to miss the most? I was going to say Chick-fil-A, but... Um, <laughs> you, how often do you eat there? Way too often. How often? <laughs> I I cannot reveal that number in public. So sorry. How many times a day? <laughs> Let's just say the block plan is not a good idea. Too many meal options. Okay. But again, I think I spoke about this earlier. I will miss the fact that I'm constantly surrounded by people who want the best for you, mm-hmm. who I can trust to be open about where I'm at. Yeah. It could be good, it could be bad. Yeah. If it's bad, they will help me. They will point me to Christ. They will speak truth into me. If it's good, they will genuinely be excited and celebrate with me. That is just so unique. And through all my travels, I've never been surrounded by these many people who will celebrate with you genuinely. Yeah, That yeah. is just so wild and a testimony to the great work God is doing here on campus. And what's, what's cool, our, our audience can't see this, and you may not have noticed it, but what's neat is we're in the newsroom right now doing this podcast, and Jer's our producer, and he's nodding his head in agreement <laughs> with what you're saying. Yeah. And so that's that's really exciting to, to see. Um, Rufus, our time is up, but I want you to know that I will miss seeing you on campus, um, but I'm confident you will do well in life. And I hope that when you return to campus for various reasons as an alum, that you'll stop by and visit me Um Thanks for being a great ambassador for Cedarville University. Um, I cherish you a lot, 
And I want to thank you for joining me on this graduation weekend Cedarville Stories podcast. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. And definitely, we'll come back and say hi. Thanks for listening to today's Cedarville Stories podcast. Please join us on the road at the Transform Tour this summer. We are coming to Milwaukee, San Diego, Tampa, Lancaster, and many more. Check out cedarville.edu forward slash transform tour to learn more. See you soon.